to the Magic Within podcast. My name's Katrina Lully, and I'm a transformation coach obsessed with guiding women to unlock their power within so they live an aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've been where you're at, doing all the things and feeling like nothing is working. And I'm here to help you learn how to live that aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've spent years investing in programs, coaches, books, and other tools in covering my own blocks, challenging my beliefs, growing and stretching myself to live my most authentic life that is true to who I am. There is incredible power in our experiences, and by sharing our stories with one another, we help each other along this journey called life. This is a space where you will hear inspiring and motivating stories from other guests and tools to help you get from where you are now to who you want to be in this life. You get two doses of magic each week to fill up your cup and start living a life that is aligned with your highest self. We are not meant to do this life alone and we all have the magic within us to live this beautiful life that's true to who we are. I'm here to help you begin to unlock that power and start stepping in to the amazing woman that you are. Let's do this. beautiful sister. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode of the Magic Within podcast. Um, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this today, but it was really interesting. By the time this episode comes out, it'll been a couple of weeks, but I was at dinner last night with my family and I decided to order a virgin margarita. And if you're new to the show, you're new to me. I, I don't talk about it as much just because I it's where I'm at in my life. It doesn't mean it's not still there, but I've been sober for almost 12 years now. And, you know, alcohol had a stronghold on me for a very long time. And uh, it didn't take me long to become an alcoholic. <laughs> like, it, it just didn't take me very long. And usually that's the case for women. It, the, the disease progresses a lot quicker than it does for men. And I ordered a virgin margarita last night and, you know, this is not the first time that I've ordered a virgin margarita, but this is the first time I I ordered it with a lot more confidence than I usually have. I didn't like, I don't know if anybody else out there who is an alcoholic and has been sober, if you do this, like if you do order a drink or even if you order like just a fun drink, that's not typically usually an alcoholic drink. I would always like even strawberry lemonades kind of thing when I order those. I've been kind of weird. Like I would smell them. I'd have this, when the drink would come to me, I'd feel like this nervousness that for some reason they accidentally put alcohol in my drink. And I was scared of that. Like I, there's, I don't want to drink alcohol. Like this is mean that I'll lose my sobriety date. This means like all these things about me. And so I was kind of weird about it. And sometimes I would actually have my husband smell my drink, like just to make sure or taste my drink too. Like just in case I didn't detect it in my own investigation. But I'd always had this like fear or worry that something was going to happen or that, you know, there was accidentally going to be alcohol in there. And what what, what would that mean? What would that say about me and all the things? And I had these stories that would come up and go on. And then last night I was like, sat down, we went to a Mexican restaurant. I sat down and I was like, yeah, I want a virgin strawberry margarita. And so I ordered one. 
Because it's fun to have fun drinks, right? It's fun to still have, just because I'm an alcoholic and don't drink alcohol doesn't mean I can't have fun drinks. And I limited myself for so long on the drinks that I had. Like for a while, I was really afraid to drink kombucha. And now like kombucha, especially the GTS brand, is my favorite. And actually, you know, side note, had a conversation with a friend just not too long ago about the kombuchas because the GTS brand has um, black label ones. And those mean that there's a little more like the alcohol in them or whatever. And I've been nervous to grab one of those thinking like, oh, shit, what is this going to mean? Like, is this going to trigger my alcoholism? Am I going to be, you know, am I going to go back on the whack off the wagon and like all of these things? And um, those ones like they're not they're not worrisome. It's just, I guess it's an original formula that the guy had and somebody, I don't know, somebody who writes rules and regulations was like, you can't do that. You need to have this, you know, label on them that specifies and like all of these things. Right. And so I ordered this margarita last night and the thought came to me about, you know, um, I was in recovery. I'm in recovery still. And um, I no longer attend uh, 12 step programs. I did for the first um, 10 and a half years of my sobriety. And I had bouts in my sobriety where I would kind of fall off and not go to meetings. I never relapsed. But there would always be an emotional type of relapse, right? If you've heard my story, you know about my 2017, um, you know, uh, near death no, it's not a near-death experience, but my 2017, like, really emotional rock bottom where I found myself with a rope around my neck. And in the the rooms, and, you know, I think that, that the 12 steps going to um, recovery meetings is so vital and so important, especially in those first few years, to really support you and and stop to stop drinking and to learn how to live a life without alcohol or drugs or whatever your drug of choice is and getting that foundation under your feet. And in there, we learn that, you know, if you don't go to meetings, you know what happens to people who don't go to meetings. And I fully believed that if you were a person who didn't go to meetings, that meant you were going to relapse. And I really thought that. And, you know, when you go into a recovery meeting, you sit down and you say, I'm an alcoholic, like at the beginning of every meeting, at every time you share, like, my name is Katrina and I'm an alcoholic. And you would always say these things. And what I didn't realize until this last year, really, is like we're ingraining that into our identity. And if you think about it, you know, we talk about affirmations in this space. We talk about, come up with affirmations. What are those words you want to embody that you feel you don't embody yet? You know, am I brave? Am I courageous? Am I beautiful? Am I intelligent? Am I powerful? All of those things. And so it makes sense that when we are told to, you know, introduce yourself as an alcoholic, it actually starts to become our identity. Because we've repeated it so many times, it sinks into the subconscious of our mind. And it's like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. This is who I am. And then I realized after, you know, getting some support and, and you know, kind of starting to veer off in my own type of journey and recovery and healing with a coach, like, my disease is not my identity. And I always had this deeper part of me that was like, I don't want to just be an alcoholic. 
I don't want to just be an alcoholic. Like, I don't, that's not who I am. That's a part of me. It's a part of my story. It doesn't mean for me, like, everybody has their own different journeys. You know, some people get sober for a while, and then they're able to go back and drink, you know, moderately and and be able to, you know, it's changed them. For me, like, I know alcohol is not a choice for me. I just know alcohol is not a choice for me. But it doesn't mean I have to remain the alcoholic. I have the disease of alcoholism, but I don't have to remain the alcoholic. That is not my identity. I am not Katrina the alcoholic. And so it's important to discern this for yourself. 100%, first off, like discern this for yourself. But as I was ordering that margarita last night, I was like, I am not my disease. I am not my disease. And we get so wrapped up in labels, not with just alcoholism, but with anxiety and ADHD and bipolar and smoker, like all of these things. Like once you quit smoking, you're not a smoker anymore, right? You were a smoker, but you're not a smoker anymore. It's not your identity anymore. But we get so wrapped up in these I am this and that of things that are not actually supportive to our growth not supportive to remembering who we really are at the core, which are children of God, the universe, whatever it is you believe, these beautiful creations that were brought here to be in community and to love. Um, and it was kind of an empowering moment for myself just to be like, oh my gosh, I just ordered a virgin margarita without even thinking about it, without even the hesitation, without even the worry. And when my drink came to me, I didn't sniff it. <laughs> I didn't smell it for the tequila. I didn't have my husband taste it to make sure there was no alcohol in it. I just trusted. And it brought about a a space for expansion, a space for a new way of being that I don't have to be so rigid in who I am and how I show up in the world. And so where are you being rigid in who you are and how you show up in the world, especially when it comes to these labels? I'm this, I'm that, I'm anxiety, I'm ADHD, I'm like, it's all over the place. Now, it's important to have information and be informed and know how to navigate these parts of ourselves, but they are not who we are. We do not have to let them, like, control us um, and, and how we show up necessarily. We make better informed choices about who they are. And this, as I'm talking about this with you, like it actually makes me think about a conversation that I had um, a couple of weeks ago with my mom and my aunt. My husband is a type one diabetic. He's been diabetic since I it's 12 or 14 years of age. And, you know, my aunt said something very interesting and just, and this is because she just knows what she knows and she has her experience and based on her experience, it's what she knows. But we got to talking about diabetes and she said to me, now I know Josh doesn't take very good care of himself. And I was taken aback by that comment because my husband is very well informed. He's lived with this most of his life. He um, always, almost always has really great numbers from his doctor. She's always satisfied and very happy with how well he's taking care of himself. Now, does he have off days? Of course he has off days. He's a human being, right? And, but that comment from my aunt was just like interesting to me because I don't, he doesn't take very good care of himself. 
And I gathered it was from the fact that she has seen him eat cake, eat candy, eat some sugar things. Like, no, it's not that he doesn't take care of himself. He's very well informed of his disease. He just does not allow it to run his life. He doesn't allow it to run his life. It does not dictate, well, I don't know if that's the right words or if that's the right way to put it, How, but he he's well informed with his disease. And so he has navigated his way through taking care of himself, yet he doesn't allow it to control what he does. He remains in control of his disease. And we can play this to any part of our life. You don't have to have any of these diseases that I've talked about. Like, you're in control. You get to take radical responsibility for your life. And so if you think about your circumstances in your life, I had a rough childhood growing up. I had alcohol parents. Um, you know, I, I had that teacher who told me I wasn't smart when I was a kid. Like, what are the stories and the things that are going on in your life that you're allowing to take you out of the game? That you're allowing to be in control of who you are when you're saying you want to be somebody else. And so when we can take the radical responsibility and get really honest with ourselves about these stories, that's where the freedom is, where we can start to shift. Like, no, this is not the story. This is not my truth. This is not who I am. And I'm no longer going to allow it to dictate my life. Now, there's some other things to help, like, get us navigated and, and move through this. But you're letting, you're letting outside things, outside circumstances take control of you and your life. And I'm not knocking um, any recovery programs. It saved my life. But there is a problem there that keeps you in the alcoholic mindset. Unless you're like me and you went outside of recovery programs to start to do more digging, to start to do more uncovering of yourself, because it's only going to take you so far, then you will remain in the behaviors. Now, you will eliminate a lot of behaviors, a lot of the behaviors that supported you in in your coping mechanism, because that's what the 12 steps are designed to do. They help you to find a spiritual led life and help you heal from some things. But it only gets you so far. I don't think it goes deep enough. And I knew it didn't go deep enough for me because that's why I started to search for outside things. Like I just, my third year of sobriety, like I was thinking to myself, there's got to be more. There's got to be something else. This can't be it. And I, the thing is, like, when I had that, um, when I had that deep emotional state in 2017, when I was seven years sober, you know, I immediately went back into the program. I went back. I wasn't doing the program, really. I didn't have a, um, someone helping me go through the steps. I went back to the steps. I got somebody to help me to do that. I went back to the, it wasn't, it wasn't because I was going to go back out and drink. Could I have? I don't know. But I didn't. Instead, I found myself in a, in a worse off spot. Quite honestly, I still wanted to take my own life. I still wanted to not wake up. But it was a spiritual problem. It was not a, I'm going to go drink, I'm an alcoholic problem. It was a spiritual problem. It was a deeper rooted issue. And so I kept showing up and I kept doing the work and I kept going and being open to other opportunities and possibilities out there because I knew that there had to be more. I wasn't done yet. 
And I needed the help. And the help I needed was not in those rooms for me at that time. And so I went and got them from outside. And, you know, not allowing your disease to define you or allowing alcoholism to define me. I'm, I'm, I have alcoholism. I am not an alcoholic anymore. I don't drink anymore. I'm not an alcoholic. If I were to look up, let's see, I'm going to look up the word alcoholic right now as I'm talking to you guys because I'm curious as to what it says. I'm sure I've looked it up before. Let's see. Okay, alcoholic. It doesn't come up. I got to write definition. Alcoholic. It doesn't even say. It's just... What is defined as an alcoholic? Alcoholism, known now known as an alcoholic use disorder, is a condition in which a person has a desire or physical need to consume alcohol, even though it has a negative impact on their life. Well, I don't drink anymore. I haven't had a drink in almost 12 years. Do I have the, the disease? I definitely have the ism in search of more because that's played out in other areas of my life. But I don't have the desire or physical need to drink anymore, so I'm no longer an alcoholic. And that's not who I am. That's not how I want to be defined as. And it doesn't mean I'm going to forget what alcohol does to me when I drink it. And I have no desire to pick up. I have different tools to help me on my spiritual journey now, on this growth path. And so I guess, like, just your disease is not your identity. So stop using it as your identity. Begin to decide, begin to take radical responsibility for who you want to be and how you want to show up in this world and get the help to do that. And if you need help in doing that, go book one of my 60-minute Get Unstuck Deep Dive sessions or go to apply to work with me in my three-month coaching program because you can't do it alone. You just can't because your best thinking has got you here and are you where you want to be? More than likely not. If you are in search of more, more than likely not. If you have everything you want and need in your life and everything's on a scale of 10 and amazing and awesomeness, that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Good for you. But if not, go find the person you need to work with. Go find the work that you need to do. Align yourself with that person. You can go book one of my 60-minute Get and Stuck Deep Dive sessions in the link in the show notes, or you can go over to my Instagram, Katrina A. Lully, and get one there. This is where we're going to find out what's holding you back. This is where we're going to start to uncover those things and figure out what the hell it is you want to do or who you want to be. Maybe you're running rampant and you're so tired of running rampant and you don't know how not to. Doing is a place, doing more is actually a coping mechanism. We'll talk more about that later, but doing is actually more of a a coping mechanism. You don't have to go do more in order to have more or to be more. You just don't. It's a lie that the personal development world has been telling you. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I have for you. <laughs> I think that's all I really wanted to say. I just, um, go have a damn virgin margarita. Go drink a kombucha. Uh, if you have, you know, go eat some cake. Whatever it is. Go do those things. Don't keep yourself in the box by your disease or your disorder, or whatever it is that you've labeled yourself or told that you have. You're more than that. And there's more available to you. All right, sister, sending you all the love and light in the world. 
your magic is within. much for listening and if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things please pass them on to me it would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can so please if you liked what you heard it goes a long way to take 60 seconds leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.